Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline uh, from thewellnesstrinity.com, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Today, I have my boss, Dr. Vaughn Watts on the show, and we are going to discuss if your immune system is really strong. We're going to figure out different um, tests that he does and, and what really does it mean to have a strong immune system. So just a little disclaimer before we get started, what we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. So this episode was brought to you by Cellcore Biosciences, creating supplements that work is what they do and restoring hope and health is who they are. So I have been working with them for the last month and it's been such a joy. Today we have Dr. Von Watts. He is the sales director for us. I am um, an area sales rep and he's the one that is right above me just managing this whole massive project so that we can help practitioners be able to deliver the message with CellCore. He is a um, chiropractor by trade and he focuses on functional medicine. So Dr. Von Watts, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline, how are you? <laughs> good, good. So do you wanna explain to the listeners like why do you even do what you do? Like how did you get into all this? So initially I went to chiropractic school and um, really wanted to get big into like sports chiropractic. And when I got out of school about four, just a few months out of being out of school, I, I went to a, a mastering blood chemistry um, seminar. They really dug into reading blood work. Um, it was the most intensive, uh, one of the most intensive uh, seminars I've ever been to. And just after that, I was super intrigued with, um, with blood work and, um, and really reading these different panels and how uh, people's lives are totally being affected by really understanding their blood work from a, from a, a very down to even a cellular level. And so the last of the last few years, um, it's probably taken me, it's taken me about five years, five, not six years to finally get a hundred percent transition over to functional medicine hundred percent. So now what I do other than, being the director of national sales for CellCore, um, I also do um, do everything virtual now. So I'm a virtual functional medicine practitioner as well, and it's just amazing. It's great work. It's so much fun to work with people that have had extreme chronic issues. Um, and usually, I am not the first doc. I'm usually the, the fifth or tenth or last doc, and last hope. So when you get a patient that's coming in with very little hope at this point, and you get to see real changes happening. Um, there's, there's no greater reward. There's no, no better job to have. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've had several conversations with you and I know that you know your stuff. And when people like, you know, your stuff, that means that their clients are probably getting some really amazing results. Um, do you want to share a story or two of, of uh, something that you've seen that was just incredible with your clients? Um, wow. Let's, let's see, which you get the, the nice thing about this work is you, you get to see, you see this a lot, um, but a specific one here. Um, well, for example, I, I for whatever reason I um, 
I didn't specialize in it. Um, I mean, I've since done a lot of uh, postgraduate work and training in, in, in hypothyroidism and hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's uh, autoimmune thyroid. And I got a couple patients early on and then somehow my practice turned into a mostly Hashimoto patient um, and gut um, practice. So I treat a lot of autoimmune and, and gut dysfunction. Um, and when you get those patients, like I have one patient that I was working with, um, this individual, here's an example, and this, this is the great one because to have the, that's what I love about blood work too, is you have, I always run an extensive panel prior to doing anything because I want to I want to see where my baseline is and then I want to see what we've done and what we've accomplished and where we need to go. And so I had a patient come in and it, it definitely not in good health. Um, he walked in, I could tell already that there was some other issues because he had a little bit red nose and, and some uh, rosacea and uh, so I knew he was probably had an alcohol issue and I mean, we got to talking. He told me that he smoked a carton a week. He drank about what I like to say, six beers a night. So probably closer to a 12 pack. Um, did not exercise at all. His diet wasn't the greatest because he kind of delivers a truck. It's a truck delivery. So he's kind of in his truck just snacking all day long on things um, and probably smoking all day long. And so his wife and him came in and you know he's in his late 50s and basically got to the point where they realized if, if things don't change, he's, he's gonna have some serious health issues. So we ran a, a a baseline test and it came back. Um, and when I run a comprehensive panel, I run uh, a full thyroid um, with autoimmune markers, um, a CMP, CBC, full lipid panel, full iron panel, um, a whole bunch of other uh, autoimmune and uh, kidney and other uh, inflammation biomarkers. And when it came back, he had 37 markers that were all over the place. Yeah, type two diabetes on medication, hypertension, high, high blood pressure, Vitamin D was in the tank. Um, his iron levels, obviously, with, with the, the alcoholism and his liver markers were just all over the place. Um, definitely had some had some uh, hypothyroidism stuff going on in there. Uh, really, a lot of stuff going on. So what we did is we started kind of with the protocol. What I what I do is this function, this uh, foundational protocol. We go in and just work on cleaning out the organs in the body first, making sure that the gut, liver, kidneys are, are functioning and are cleared out. Um, that their cellular energy is up so they can even, so their body even has the energy to do this work and change his diet. Um, I don't, I'm not a, in most cases, I'm not a believer in diets. What we do is I, I'm more about let's change your diet. Let's make this a lifestyle long term. And he was supposed to get out and exercise for about 30 minutes a day, just walking. <clears throat> so at the end of the four months, we reran his panels. And what came back was, he had 11 markers that were off. It was still his iron and liver, basically. That was it. His hypothyroidism completely gone, um, and he actually took himself off his medication. His type 2 diabetes completely resolved, and he was off medication. His high blood pressure, hypertension, his high cholesterol, his thyroid, like everything had completely resolved other than those few things, the liver and the, the iron markers. And when we got to talking, he was still drinking and still smoking had not been exercising but he uh he did follow the the dietary plan very well and did follow the supplementation protocol to to clear these organs out and to uh to repair the cellular dysfunction that he had and 
just in that four month period, we saw such a huge before and after blood work was phenomenal. And then it took us about another six months to uh, completely clear up, get, get him off alcohol and to completely clear up his, his liver. But it took 12 months and at 12 months, when we finally we ran that last panel, he didn't have a single marker that was off. Um, and a lot of that had to do with what I learned in this case, this is one of my early on cases, was just changing your diet and clearing out the dysfunction in your organs and making sure that your, your stomach, liver, gut, kidneys are functioning optimally, even though he was still doing some things that needed to not be done and needed to be changed, his body still completely changed just by eating healthy and, and, and getting these organs that function properly. So it's quite amazing. And, and you know, when you see somebody come in who at that age and with all those things going on and then to see that change so quickly, um, it just makes you want to do it more. Yeah, I bet some of the people listening right now feel relieved that they don't have to be completely perfect to have changes. So that's a beautiful story of how just do what you feel like you can do, you know, do something and it's going to be better than doing nothing. And even if you can't make every change at front, like at least do some, like change your diet or change your food, whatever it is that you're willing to do. Some people will ask me, what's the most important thing to, do, to uh, work on first? And yeah, I have my idea of like step-by-step step of how I like to go. But at the same time, I kind of look at it like this, whatever layer they're willing to peel, whether it's a physical thing, they're willing to exercise, willing to eat healthier, do something spiritual. <laughs> I'm happy because it will lead to the next layer. So thanks for sharing that story. Dr. Watts. No, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. You're totally right, though. I mean, it, it, the big thing is, let's get you changing something first. We don't have to change everything. You don't have to be, like, even with him, I didn't have him just, hey, I need you to stop drinking. It was, can we find maybe a semi-healthier alternative? Can we get you to maybe drink a glass of wine instead of six beers a night? Can we, can we do that? Um, unfortunately, his glass was this big, so it was a goblet. It ended up being a, uh, it was a bottle of wine, come to find out. <laughs> But the bottom line was he was willing to make some changes, and even though he didn't make them all at one time, he was making little ones, and it took a little bit longer to make all the changes, but you have to have a starting point, because if you can get some little successes, that is going to push people into becoming more compliant, because they're seeing some results. Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. Yeah, and when they start feeling better, I mean, they, they want to know more. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So... There's a lot of fear going around about this coronavirus and this whole time I could tell you just seem like you're, you're just kicking back and it and doesn't seem like it's really bothering you in terms of, uh, you know, how, how it can affect your health or your family's health. Do you want to explain to the audience why you're not so fearful about the coronavirus and in terms of it affecting your, yours or your family's health? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, let me preface it. So I'm married and I have four kids, um, um, ages ranging from 12 to 18, and we are seldom ever sick. We, we, but we also spend, make sure that we're, we're always doing stuff to maintain a healthy immune system. And so for me, when it comes to anything, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's the flu, whether whatever it is, you, the bottom line is you only have to really be worried if your immune system is not in, in the shape that needs to be. So if you're immune compromised or you have other underlying health conditions, um, then yeah, you should be a lot more um, cognizant of what you're doing and who you're around um, because of that. 
But if you're not dealing with all these other secondary or primary or secondary infections, then you're just a, say like you or I, or you're relatively healthy people. The big thing is I use the analogy of the soil and the seed. And so we're constantly exposed to viruses and bacteria. So you think about it some, a lot of years, um, you know, people that you work with or you're around that have the flu or got the flu and you didn't, how come? Did the, the, the flu just happen to skip you? Probably not. You probably really were exposed to it. You probably just didn't show any symptoms or signs because your immune system at that time of exposure was at probably at a very high level. And so when you were exposed to it, your body fought it off and you didn't know the wiser that you were even dealing with it, right? Um, so for me, I use a soil seed analogy where the seed is the virus, bacteria, whatever it is that you're being exposed to. Well, just like any seed, the seed can only grow if the soil is in the right condition to grow. And so if you're, if it's the wrong soil, the seed can never grow. And so for me, I use that as your body is the soil and then the seed is the, the virus and bacteria. So how do we make it so that this, so the seed can't grow? Well, we really work on boosting our immune system. And, and that's the big thing, boosting the immune system. And there's a number of ways to do that, but that's, that's why I'm not too worried. I just really focus on well, one of the biggest things, especially right now, and I see a lot of it on social media, is this fear. And there's all this fear and people really stressing out about it. Well, that's extremely counterproductive. First of all, you, you can't control anything other than your environment and what you're doing. Um, and if you happen to be exposed to it, then you just, you're going to try to do whatever you can to keep your body at a, at a high level, your immune system at a high level to fight it. But um, you just fear causes stress and stress will impact your immune system actually decrease your immune system so it's extremely counterproductive to get freaked out fear about it so mm -hmm. it's the opposite of what we want to do mm -hmm. yeah well and just having this knowledge that you know me and you have both dug through for many years and actually worked with clients and seen how we can actually recover from a lot of situations um i think for people like me and you, it, it's definitely something that eases our mind. For someone that really has no idea how the body works, I mean, I guess I could understand why they might be in fear because, right. uh, I mean, if they listen to the media and or if they listen to other um, things that have been pumped to them in terms of what real, what health is and that, that there's no cures for anything and this and that, then it does sound scary. <laughs> no, it, it does. Yeah, the, the media does a really good job at scaring people it really does um for me i just have a handful of things that i try to tell people that you can do to boost your immune system you know like first of all try, try to decrease your stress so if that means turning up the news then turn off the news if it's stressing you out and really freaking you out um aside from decreasing your stress making sure that you get good quality sleep because that's when your body heals um it, eating correctly okay and by that i mean if nothing else just increase your, your vegetable, you know, uh, concentration of how much vegetables you eat in your, in your diet. So eat a lot more vegetables right now. Um, what else is there? Um, making sure that you have good gut health, um, decreasing your alcohol consumption, even though I know a lot of people are using this time to just kick back and, and throw it back at home. Alcohol actually isn't, is not good for the immune system. Smoking, same thing. Um, Gets, even though you may be at home quarantine, 
That doesn't mean you can't exercise. You can do push-ups, sit-ups. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do even without exercise equipment. And then for me, I'm a big, big proponent of a, a, a few supplements. I have, vitamin C is huge, um, but also getting down even to the cellular level and, and, and trying to increase your mitochondria to increase uh, cellular energy so that your body and your immune system has the energy to function at an optimal level to be able to fight things off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned that one of Cellcore's products has a lot of vitamin C in it. Do you mind explaining which one that is and some of the other benefits to it? Yeah, I have a couple of them here. Um, these are some ones that we use. So this one here is uh, the Biotoxin Binder. And aside from a lot of the other things that the Biotoxin Binder does, uh, it pulls out a lot of uh, bad stuff out of you. It does have um, part of the proprietary blend is, is a vitamin C and a very... Um, a good, good amount of vitamin C in there. So this is a good one for that. I also would recommend taking more vitamin C. I'm, I'm a huge vitamin C guy. So um, like for example, if any of my kids are starting to sound like sick with that little koopy cough at night, I'll have them take like 6,000 milligrams of vitamin C before they go to bed and drink a glass of water and they're usually good to go by the next morning. Like I, I love vitamin C. I've seen the power of it with my kids and myself. So aside from this, I would also probably add some more vitamin C. Mm -hmm. um, let me show you a couple other ones that I use. The um, bioactive minerals. So the big thing is your body needs the vitamins and minerals to be able to do the things it needs to do. That's why I'm a big believer in, in eating, like really pumping up those vegetables so you can really get an increased concentration of, of all the vitamins you need. Mm. Um, the minerals here helps as well quite a bit. Um, it also in the minerals having that you know the folic acid in there and what folic acid does is it'll go and it energizes the cell membrane and when it energizes that cell membrane it allows for other things basically what it does is it increases the absorption rate of everything else you're doing mm. so if you're taking other things vitamin C or other you're eating a lot of vegetables and you're using that that really good folic acid you'll actually have a higher increased absorption rate of those those minerals. Um, and then the last, well, there's two other ones, but the last one just for immune system boosting is this one here, the, the Mito ATP. And what this product does is this actually helps to increase the mitochondria within the cell. And so for those of you that don't, may or may not know or understand mitochondria, I'm sure we've all heard the word mitochondria. The mitochondria is what creates cellular energy. So it creates energy for your body, creates ATP. If you don't have enough mitochondria, you can only produce so much. So what it does is it goes and cre increases the, the, the amount of mitochondria. And when you have a greater amount of mitochondria, you're going to have an increased amount of cellular energy. Um, I use the kind of the example with that is the campfire. Uh, when you have a campfire and the outside of the, the, the rocks are the, um, the cell membrane, and then the inner side of the cell where you have these logs, those are our mitochondria. And then the, the, those logs produce energy, which is the fire. And so when you take something like, for example, caffeine, that's like throwing gasoline on the fire because you'll get flames that'll come up, even you know, a greater amount of energy for a certain amount of time, and then it crashes down, right? It goes away because it's burned all that energy away very quickly. Whereas like with the Mito ATP, what it's doing, it's like, is, it's like adding more logs into the fire. So now you have a greater amount of logs, so you're going to have a greater amount of fire, which is going to still burn at a, at a steady pace. 
you know, mm. not, not some crazy uh, roller coaster of energy. So this is a very, very important one. Um, and then let me show you this. Wait, real quick, Vaughn, on the Mito ATP. So I knew it created more ATP, but you're actually saying it actually creates more mitochondria. Right, right. Well, in order to create ATP, you need more mitochondria. The more mitochondria you have, the more ATP you'll produce. Okay. So that's what it's doing. It's actually increasing the, the, the amount of mitochondria within the cell, wow. in which the end result is you'll have more ATP. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And, no, and then this last one, the biomolecular oxygen. So this one is phenomenal. And this one here, if you've already been exposed to it, and I'll actually share you an example. So uh, Dr. Todd was in here earlier today, and he has a patient right now, a young uh, teenager, who they're pretty sure has COVID-19. And they checked his oxygen saturation. I think it was dropped down to like 92. And <clears throat> they got him on the biomolecular oxygen and then also put a couple drops inside of a nebulizer and had the, the, the kid nebulize it. And after the I think 10 or 15 minutes of nebulizing it, they went back and checked and his oxygen saturation went from 92 up to 97, wow. like very, very quickly, which, which is important because the lung, this is a deep lung infection mm -hmm. where people, it burns and people have you know, hard time breathing. Um, and this bile, so if you get to the point where you're, especially if you're already dealing with it, the, the biomolecular oxygen, you take it orally and nebulize it, um, and you'll see a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been nebulizing it too, and not only does your lungs feel better, or even your sinuses, especially when you use the mask for the sinuses, um, I feel it all throughout my body. I mean, you just feel alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something that you can do, like, even if you didn't have the coronavirus, like that's a good thing to do. Like, like we can't really say preventative, but um, I or like I want to say before, <laughs> possibly even getting it, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to say preventative. I mean, it, nothing you can say is going to 100% prevent you from getting anything, but a preventative technique in that you're trying to do certain things to increase. Um, the function of your body and your immune system so that you hopefully, if you do get exposed, you, your body fights it and you don't get any of the bad symptoms of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we had chatted off air about this and most people are probably going to get exposed to this in one way or another, right? I, let me give you this. This is, I'll give you my own uh, personal opinion. So <clears throat> my kids, once again, the flu comes around every year. We never get sick. And actually my youngest is one of my healthiest of, she's never sick. She was sick back in early January and she was out of school for about almost two weeks. Wow. We kept her out uh, because she had an upper respiratory infection with a fever. Hmm. It wasn't the flu, it was an upper respiratory. And we kept, and all through November and December, um, we kept getting emails from the school nurse that, hey, just to let you know, we have X number of 30, 40, 60 kids out of school this week because of this virus, a virus going around. Don't worry, it's not the flu. It's an upper respiratory infection. And then a, a good portion of those children, um, like we get these every year with the flu, you know, the, the nurse will send this stuff out. Um, but I don't remember any time the nurse said anything about pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And this year, I, there had to have been 
two, three dozen cases of pneumonia coming through her school as well on top of it. Mm. So my personal opinion, I think this has been here and I think people have been exposed to it. And, and if you've had an upper respiratory infection with a fever um, prior to the three weeks, in my opinion, I think it, it's been here longer than, than we've been told it's been here. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I've been saying the same thing uh, since, um, I want to say about November, I started noticing people that had this upper respiratory issue that was not going away. And I, I started picking up on it. I'm like, wait a second, how come these people seem to be sick for like a month? That it just didn't seem normal. I'm like, this person's not getting better. Some of them right. weren't necessarily doing like recommendations I would have given them if they asked, because <laughs> you can't help right. people that don't want to help themselves or want to ask you for the help. <laughs> right. So, um, so providing that I might have been able to help them, but um, but removing myself aside, I I was wondering, I'm like, why are these people not getting better? Um, and so that was my theory. And then all of a sudden now we're hearing about the coronavirus back in January, and I was like, well, okay, I bet you these people all had it already. <laughs> And they're still here, you know, none of them. Yeah, and they are, and, and really, when it comes to the fear, well, let me put it this way. I, two of them, one of my patients, one of my functional medicine patients is actually a nurse practitioner um, at, a, at a big family medicine uh, clinic in Kansas City. And they have, they have like four or five locations. And they, and so when she comes in to get seen by me for her, her functional medicine issues, we talk about, hey, what's going on? How's work? What's she seeing? And yeah, it's just kind of a weird season. We're not, we're not seeing a lot of flu right now. We're seeing a lot of this upper respiratory, mostly just upper respiratory. And this was months ago. And I heard that, heard that, heard that from her. And I had another nurse I treat as well. She says the same thing. Oh, no, mostly just upper respiratory now. Nothing, nothing to worry about with flu. Um, and I've heard that for months um, prior to the news going bonanza with it. But the bottom line is, you know, once again, I mean, just like the, when the attorney, uh, or not the attorney, um, the uh, Surgeon General came out when it first came out. He, he was he was very specific himself, saying, "If you are young and you are relatively healthy, that you have nothing really to worry about. Your uh, the flu is actually more dangerous for you. If you have if you are immune compromised or you have other secondary infections, lung infections, um, other immune compromising uh, diseases." then yes, you should be concerned. But the vast majority of the population, if you're young and healthy, under the age of like 59, um, you shouldn't worry too much. And, and I'm thinking, how do you get that confident to stand up on in a press conference and say that unless maybe possibly that what we've been seeing all winter long has been that? Because um, that's a pretty bold statement to, to come out and say. But. Yeah. So you do a lot of testing. How do you know when someone's immune system is not strong? So for me, especially because I, <clears throat> I work with autoimmune patients, I run very, very extensive panels. So I, we, we check obviously all their white blood cells, um, but depending as well, we check a lot of inflammation, inflammatory markers, uh, check a lot of um, autoimmune markers because uh, we really want to get a, a good pulse of where their immune system currently is. Um, I don't get, now the average patient, I'm not ordering a ton of uh, immune markers. I'm, I have a, a set kind of base standard ones that I check um, because about, I would say 95% of patients, the answers lie within those tests that we'll run every once in a while. We may have to run some more extensive uh, immune testing, but usually not. Usually not. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, so so you're mostly looking at the white blood cells, and then um, you want to reiterate that there's there's something else I think you mentioned that you look at to see the inflammation. Yeah, I look a lot. Of, I mean, I look a lot of inflammation um, as well. I have inflammatory markers. I have a whole inflammatory panel that I run as well, aside from just your white blood cells, and um, I do run some autoimmune markers as well. Okay, I, I, I work with autoimmune patients, so every one of my patients, I'll run autoimmune stuff on um, because they usually a good portion of them have something going on there. Uh, but inflammation is a big key as well because you cannot have disease without inflammation. You, know, you, have, you can have inflammation without disease, but you can't have disease without inflammation. And then depending on how bad the inflammation is, um, that, that can give us a little bit of insight into where your immune system is as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and inflammation is like the result of these underlying root issues, right? Correct. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if they have toxins, if they have infections, or they're not getting a vitamin C or some other type of nutrient, then their body's probably going to be inflamed in some way or not another, right? Absolutely. One thing to know about like vitamin C is You'll, you'll show, so if there's one thing you wanted to check as like a practitioner, you could take, check vitamin C levels, even like urinary vitamin C levels. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you have very depleted uh, vitamin C levels, one of two things, either your, your diet is extremely lacking or more than likely, whenever you have an infection, your body will absorb that vitamin C basically to that infection. So you'll, you'll get it, your, your, mm -hmm. your vitamin C levels will, will decrease. Um, so, and, and who's a Dr. Uh, Klenner, Dr. Prakic Klenner back from the forties, he, he was one that did a lot of vitamin C research and that, that's some of the stuff that he, he showed and he treated polio and typhoid fever and scarlet fever and a lot of these much, much worse diseases that they saw back in those times prior to our sanitation changes here in the U.S. Um, and he used vitamin C to treat a lot of these conditions. And he also ran a lot of tests to, to check for vitamin C levels and how that correlated to disease. Um, and so that's one, of the, that's one of the things to check for too, to check your vitamin C levels. Mm -hmm. If they're extremely low, you definitely, either way, you need to get those up. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Now, Cellcore came out with that new product, Inflama Control. I, I, I know it's like so new and I don't even know if you've even used it yet. Do you know anything about it? I have not used it because it's literally like brand new. Let me see if I even have one here. Actually, I do. I'm going to have to put on my eyes because I'm getting old and I can't read anything. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is great too. The, I mean, flannel control is, I mean, for me, there's a cocktail of things that I would take um, for immune system, but one of them is you, you do want to get that inflammation under control and you want to get that inflammation down. Because uh, like you say, inflammation is the root of all disease. And so let's start at the root. You know, that's what functional medicine practitioners do. We, we treat the root cause. We don't treat the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So let's get down to the root cause. And that's a, that is a, an extremely um, amazing product. I mean, just looking at the ingredients and stuff, and you can you know very quickly that this is, a, this is a product that, I mean, really everybody should be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's in phase one of the whole protocol. So obviously that's something that people need to deal with in the beginning is their inflammation, right? Absolutely. For me, I'm big on that very first phase. You know, we got to, we got to open up those pathways. We got to make sure the body's clear, can be, can clear toxins out. Um, but we also got to 
get these organs cleared out and functioning and we got to get the inflammation down mm -hmm. um, be, be, way before you can move on to the next step in you know clearing these toxins out of your body yeah yeah so what is in that inflama control do you mind reading the ingredients for the audience sure um so there's there's quite a number it's a pretty pretty big blend here they got broccoli spout sprout mulberry artichoke leaf blueberry, wheatgrass, asahi, pineapple, bromelain, um, olive leaf, um, L-citrulline, pomegranate, humic and folic acid, and, sorry, I can't read that, extanthin. Oh, astaxanthin. Oh, I love that stuff. I can barely read that. I need readers. You know, um, I had uh, someone tell me that some of the bottles, like the, the um, tinctures, that they would like them. Um, they're like, well, you know the scientists now? I'm like, well, I don't know them that well. But <laughs> she, they were requesting that this, the, the, um, the words are bigger. They're like, old people can't see these things. <laughs> you want to know what's really sad is even with my readers, I can't read them. So what I do is I take a picture of it with my phone and then I zoom in. There you go. That's the solution for, for that person that was <laughs> wanting to be able to, I mean. That's called a boomer pack. Yeah, I mean, you can't really, uh, there's not a lot of room on the bottle, you know, to make this thing bigger. Um, that's just a fun side note. But, <laughs> but yeah, the point is with, you know, the reason why I wanted you to mention you those ingredients is because, I mean, if you just, if you, like pomegranate, I mean, acai, all of these are superfoods and they're so uh, highly um, antioxidant rich. So you're going to deal with free radicals as well and inflammation. And I mean, it's like having a, a superfood basically. Absolutely. Well, one thing I left out is you look at a lot of those ingredients, but then just takes you back to increasing your vegetable mm -hmm. um, um, intake. One thing I, I left out and I, and I don't want to forget about it is trying to decrease as much as you can your, your added sugar intake. Mm -hmm. I'm not as concerned as um, some when it comes to sugar in like fruits and vegetables. Um, I'm more concerned with the added sugar um, in a lot of these packaged and processed foods. So, because the sugar does as well, it also decrease your immune system. If you really want to have a great immune system, get good sleep, reduce your stress, however you need to, whether that's through uh, spiritual things, meditation, yoga, whatever, um, decrease sugar intake, which obviously that encapsulates alcohol, um, increase your vegetable intake and increase, you know, make sure you're taking some supplementation to help boost your immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to sum it up. So is there anything else that you wanted to mention to the listeners regarding um, immune system, how they might know their, their immune system's low, um, just anything related to the immune system? Well, I mean, I think a lot of us can kind of, I mean, you don't have to be a doctor or, or a health practitioner to, to, to know if your immune system is dysfunctional. You don't have to go and get, or if your immune system's depleted, you don't have to go and get all these blood panels right now to know that. Um, oftentimes, just especially in this season, you, you, we start to know, you know, you start to, oh, maybe I got a little sore throat or, you know what, my glands right here are, are kind of swollen. Um, maybe you're not, um, you, you get some sinus stuff. I mean, you can kind of tell just by the way you feel. Most people know when you're, you're, you feel great. And if you're not feeling great, then it's not to say that your immune system is completely shot, but if you're not feeling great, then your immune system is probably not where it needs to be. 
at this point, especially in this, in this yeah. uh, environment. So for me, I'm a, let's, let's get rid of the fear and let's focus on to prepare. Prepare your body because that's all you can control is, yeah. is what state your body is. You can't really truly control, even if you are quarantined, at some point you have to get food or, or medicine or whatever it is. So somebody from your house either has to leave or somebody has to come to your house. So there's always a risk of being exposed and you can't truly control that unless you're in complete isolation. That would be the only way you can control that, which is not very realistic. So mm -hmm. the bottom line is, well, let's worry about what we can control. We can control ourselves, and we can control what we put in our body and what we don't put in our body. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what that we, I think we should focus on because there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hysteria and, and the TV and the news do a really good job at selling that because that's what sells. But really it's extremely counterproductive because you can't control fear. I mean, what, what, you know what I mean? You don't have control of that. You have control of what you can, what you can do to your own body. Mm -hmm. So work on preparing your body and yeah. not worrying about the other stuff that you can't control. Right. And now is definitely not a bad time to start something like the cell core protocol, you know, because, well, why don't you mention why? Because <laughs> I know you know all about that. Oh, absolutely. The phase one, especially, I mean, because you realize we're going through, I mean, we're getting the body ready um, for, for major detoxification. And, and even in just that phase one, I mean, I, I go through, actually, I have a box of phase one right here because my wife actually just grabbed this because she's starting it today. Um, we're, we're dealing with the inflammatory control, the bowel mover, uh, the Tudka, biotoxic binder, MitoATP, and the minerals. And what it's doing is we're making sure that we have enough cellular energy. Uh, we're making sure we have the, the proper amount of minerals in the body so the body can do function the way it needs to, decreasing the um, decreasing our inflammation, um, making sure that our bowels are moving so we can get some of these toxins out of our body. Um, and, and that's really, I mean, it's, that's, that right there is a big step in just increasing your immune system. I personally, if you're doing phase one, I personally would add extra vitamin C on top of that because you'll know if you have too much vitamin C. If you have too much vitamin C, you'll, you'll get the runs. And then you know you need to back it down a little bit. But you can't take too much vitamin C, really. Mm -hmm. So I would just add a little bit extra vitamin C on top of phase one. Um, and you will be glad that you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found that when I, I've been doing my testing that it's even before the coronavirus situation, it seemed like vitamin C was always low for everybody in general. Is that what you find too? Yeah. Well, you will, especially if you're dealing with, with sick patients, mm -hmm. you will undoubtedly find low level of vitamin C. So whenever I'm dealing with a sick patient, um, that's one of the things that I, I get them on. I mean, there's a number of things that we're doing trying to fix stuff, but we also have to support certain pathways so that, like for example, if we're just trying to do all this stuff, but our, we don't have enough cellular energy to accomplish it, mm -hmm. and then we're kind of, we, you know, not that we're spinning our wheels, but we're not gonna have near the effect that we could. So that's why it's so important, like with that phase one, to have that mito-ATP, so we can really increase the cellular energy and, and mm -hmm. the, your body's natural energy. And when you do that, then all these other things you're doing, your, your body can handle it and utilize it and, and do what it needs to much better. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that Mito ATP is throughout almost the whole protocol. I mean, there's five phases for those of you guys that don't know. Um, and it's, I mean, literally through one through phase one through four, uh, phase, phase five seems like, uh, I'm not sure why they don't put it in phase five, but. Well, phase yeah. five is kind of weird. We had this conversation today. Phase five is not really a phase. Um, and not everybody will do phase five because phase five is more dealing with Lyme and, and the, the second and secondary and tertiary infections that come with Lyme, like Babesia, Bordeaux, Bartonella. We have it listed as phase five, but really it's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, we have certain patients, if you're an acute Lyme patient, you're probably not gonna wait till phase five to do that 10 months later because they're in such bad shape. You're probably gonna introduce that right in there after phase one or some of it maybe with phase one. So phase five is kind of its own little thing specific okay. to certain patients. But I'll tell you what, Mito ATP, I love it. Like it is my favorite supplement I take, period. Um, <laughs> I take it, I have it right next to like my toothbrush on my sink. I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth, I take Mito, and I am, I have just great energy all day long. I have a clear mind. That's the biggest thing for me is like I'm able to focus and stay focused. And I don't feel like I have brain fog. Um, I don't feel like I'm crashing during the day. Um, I sleep better with it. Um, it is an absolutely amazing product. Like if I only had to take one product, that would, that would be the one I did. If, they, if someone said you're only allowed to take one product, I, I would take that <laughs> because the effect that you have is amazing. I mean, yeah, you, it, you, that's part of what got you kind of like sold with this. I'm like, yeah, I would tell you how wonderful it was, right? Tell your story. Well, I was, um, I, a couple months ago, I tested, I did a GPL tox and found out I had this chemical toxicity um, a certain herbicide who I don't even know where I found where I got it. It might be even just something that was sprayed in my community I was living in when I was in Las Vegas. Um, so, I mean, that just shows even if I'm eating organic and doing the best I can to grow my microgreens and eliminate uh, toxic insecticides as much as possible. I mean, we can all be exposed. So I found this out and I was like, oh no, that thing needs to go. <laughs> and so I started doing, um, I started up and up some of my um, supplements and, and doing certain things like the coffee enemas and the, the sauna. And then I ran out of some stuff. And that was about the time where I met you. And you were like, just ranting and raving about this Mito ATP. And I was like, you know, there, I, I need to try this. I mean, I, I carry this line and I, um, I just hadn't tried it. It was, it was relatively new. And so I, I decided, well, uh, if I'm going to carry this line and I might even possibly work for this company, then I should probably know how it feels myself. <laughs> and I will tell you, I, I, so I ordered it right away after that and definitely started seeing results. And it, you know, it's, it was, I've been using it as a part of my own chemical toxicity, uh, protocol. So I, I'm still using it. Um, I'm using the oxygen as well too. I love this stuff. I could totally tell a difference too with my energy levels and how clear I feel and um, those minerals as well. I mean, those are such easy things that you can do. Some people that don't like to take a pill, I mean, you literally just put it in water and you can barely even taste it. If, if, if that, some of them like oxygen, you taste a little bit more, but the other two, you don't even really taste it if you put it in water. Um, but, but yes, it totally makes a difference. I mean, one of our other reps, Jody, she had mentioned how she stopped drinking caffeine completely. Like she was on 
um, I don't know if they were rock stars or something like that. It was rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like several of them a day. I mean, can you imagine if you're addicted to something like that or you, or a habit, um, and, and you just pull the plug, most people are not going to be able to survive very well. And she just started doing a bunch of the Mito ATP and I'm sure she's probably doing a few other things at this point, but that was the one thing that she gives a lot of credit for her energy levels being okay and not even drinking caffeine anymore. So she was definitely. great with that. She, because um, obviously, when, when uh, with Eco Orlando and all the, the, the new cell reps came down, and uh, you know, I tried the same thing with you, I was doing with them. Hey, this Mito was awesome. You guys all have to try it. Just try it one time. And she tried it. And then um, she came home after Eco. And then a week later, it's like two weeks later. And she was talking to my wife, Bunny, on the phone and said, it's been two weeks since Eco, and since the first time I tried the Mito, since I tried that, I haven't touched a Rockstar in two weeks. Since the very first time I tried the Mito, I haven't needed it, is what she's saying. And she's like, and I, I would drink two a day. Wow. Uh, and, and it was an immediate, it wasn't like it was something that built up. It was like the very first day she did the Mito, she hasn't touched Rockstar since. Yeah. That's, that's the power of that stuff. It's amazing stuff. It's my favorite supplement of everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, to tie it back into the coronavirus, I mean, if it doesn't, whether it's a coronavirus or I'm dealing with some type of chemical toxicity, which I should at this point, after several months of really counting the pavement on that one, it should definitely have gone down. But no matter what it is that someone's dealing with, I mean, we have to turn that mitochondria back on to get rid of the thing that doesn't belong in our body. I mean, that's, that's the reason why we keep mentioning this product, right? <laughs> it's extremely difficult to heal if you have mitochondrial dysfunction. And so um, just period. So people, regardless of what you're dealing with, whether you have a coronavirus, the flu, or you have some other health issue altogether, um, if you have a mitochondrial dysfunction, um, you're going to have a tough time. What you, what you notice is this, you're treating, you're taking things and you feel good for a while and then it comes back down. And so you alter what kind of some stuff you're taking, you feel good and you go on this roller coaster, but because you're never really truly addressing the real root cause where it's like, you can't, you, you got to get down to the cellular level. And um, if you have mitochondrial dysfunction or you, you're just not, you're not going to achieve that. And what we've noticed, uh, not just myself, but other practitioners that I talk with that utilize this is they found out when they, address the mitochondria, um, they notice they don't get that roller coaster anymore. They're just seeing these patients steadily, their health um, in, increase, which mm -hmm. is amazing for a practitioner because it can be very frustrating for a practitioner when you're having results with a patient and then they dip down and then they're doing good again and then they dip because then it just kind of makes you, uh, you know, second guess what you're doing, if that's if this, what you're doing with this patient is the right thing or if you need to change it up. Um, and really what it, it was is there was just some key elements that we we're missing to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Jay Davidson had mentioned that in at Eco, which by the way, anyone that can go to that, I would highly recommend to go to that. And that's mostly for practitioners in their, their offices, right? Yep. Yep. Healthcare practitioners. Yeah. So wow. the next one will be in August. Um, I, I can't believe how amazing that um, seminar was. So um, that's a side note. But the last uh, one we had that was a couple weeks ago, and Dr. Jay Davidson had mentioned how um, a big news to us was that there's no adrenal fatigue. But we've been pumping this term adrenal fatigue 
And what it really is, is mitochondrial dysfunction. You want to expand on that? Yeah, well, absolutely. That's, that's one of the key things that, that a lot of uh, practitioners look at. Oh, you're crashing in the afternoon. Oh, your energy levels are bad. Well, let's run, let's run an adrenal panel. Let's run this. And then you run the panels and yeah, you may see some adrenal dysfunction. Um, but it's not, once again, we want to get to the root cause. Is, is the adrenals the, the root cause? Like, is adrenals really what's causing all this stuff? And what you realize is you can treat the adrenals, you're treating this adrenal dysfunction, and oftentimes you don't see much change even treating the adrenals. And so, like, yeah, like Dr. Davidson said, it's, it's true. It's not, we get caught up in this uh, adrenal, this adrenal dysfunction, adrenal fatigue. And it's like, no, it's a mitochondrial dysfunction. Where does energy come from? I mean, we're getting back into basic biochemistry and how we produce, you know, going through the Krebs cycle and how we produce ATP. Um, you can't do that if you have mitochondrial dysfunction. Like, that's just the bottom line. And if you have that, then you can't produce the energy and you don't produce the energy, then how do you expect your body to have energy? It's, you know, we're, we're getting past, it's like you're here, we're trying to get to the root cause, and now we're getting, you really, in order to get to the root cause, you have to get down to the cellular level, because that's where everything starts. Yeah, well, an organ, I mean, it's a bunch of cells, right? It, I mean, so it's, if you keep digging deeper and deeper, you, it's, the organ is a bunch of cells, and then in yeah. between, and, and then in the cell, you get all these different organelles, and then you have mitochondria, so that's an even smaller piece than even the cell. Right. So that's why we have to take things that can get, you know, down to that nitty gritty level. And, and then not only obviously the adrenals are going to be affected, but the liver, I mean, that's another organ that is, has a lot of mitochondria and, and other areas of our body there. We have mitochondria all over our body that we need to be working. Liver is huge. Liver is so important. It's so important to have that liver functioning properly. I, I, I look back and I listen to my biochemistry professor, um, and it just, he just kept pounding the liver, 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 liver. Matter of fact, when he, he would say is, hey, if you get into boards, your national boards, and you're in, a, in biochemistry section, and you don't know the answer, pick liver. <laughs> That's what he'd say, pick liver. Because it's that important. And it does so many things. And it's so important to make sure you have a well-functioning liver. And a lot of us, because being American, um, we're so ingrained. Well, let's put it this way. The numbers are something like, the United States makes up about 7% of the world's population and we consume about 67% of the world's pharmaceuticals. Wow. Which every one of those pharmaceuticals have to, they clear through the liver. Mm. So if you're on taking a prescription or even over the counter um, medications, you know, you really want to make sure that you, you, you are taking stuff to help support your liver so that you have good liver function. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's only one thing that could be toxic to the liver, right? I mean, there's, oh, we yeah. just, I just mentioned the chemical toxicity I had, um, but that, and that's just one. I mean, the virus, pathogens, parasites, I mean, liver flukes. Um, yeah. Your, you know, your brother, alcohol, uh, alcohol. Doctor, I mean, there's a list of things you go on and on that can right. affect the liver. And so it's extremely important. Like I tell any of my patients, especially the ones that are on medications, because you can't just stop taking medications with certain conditions, like certain conditions, you may have to be on them or at least have to be on them for a while until you can get your body stabilized enough to slowly come off of them. 
but there's certain conditions where you can, and there's certain situations where you're just gonna have to be on it for a while, or if that's the case, that's the case. So once again, let's get back to control what you can con control. Go after what you can control, which is, okay, I know I have to take these, I'm working on things to be able to get off these medications, but in the meantime, I need to be supporting my liver while I'm on these medications. I need to be on a really good liver support while I'm on these medications to help clear these things out and to help because things can accumulate in the body. Right. So what are good supplements with Cellcor that are good for the liver? So the, the big one, I mean, the liver kidney um, support, that's, that's the one I use for, for that because kidneys are a big one as well. Like I really hammer over those kidneys, liver, kidney, liver. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's the big, I mean, you can go through and list a number of products, but I, I try to go, what's, what's the one product that you do? The liver and kidney product. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Dr. Watts. So where can the listeners find you if they want to work with you or want to learn more about you? So right now my, <clears throat> we're having a new website built. It is drvon.com, which is spelled out doctor um, and Vaughn, V-O-H-N. That'll be back online here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, you can just go find me on Facebook, Dr. Vaughn. Not very many doctors with the name Vaughn. That's my first name. But Dr. Vaughn Watts. Yes. Uh, how do you spell Vaughn for the listeners? V-O-H-N, like John with a V. Oh, that's a great way to remember that. Because I've seen Vaughn spelled in other ways. I've noticed that most people never even think it to be spelled that way. So if yeah. you spell it that way, you're guaranteed to find me somewhere. Yeah, or you can find him. He's my friend too. <laughs> if you're my friend on Facebook or any social media. So Anyways, well, thank you so much, um, Dr. Watts, for coming to the show and, um, and explaining, you know, diving a little bit more deeper into the immune system and the cell core products to use, the vitamin C, the mito ATP. I mean, that one, I'm sure a lot of people are probably a little bit confused like I was before, but just understanding the basic um, idea of what the mitochondria is and what it does and how it's so important for our immune system is, is um, you know, I think going to be revolutionary for a lot of people listening. Yeah, I would say one last thing on my end here. If you're even somewhat curious about the Mito ATP now, I'd just say, go buy it. Go find it online and buy it and try it out. And I guarantee you will notice a difference within, if not the first day, within a couple of days, you will be, you will be wowed. And I know I'm talking it up, but there's a lot of times I'm careful about what I talk up because you don't want to talk something up so much. And then the people are like, it wasn't that good. This product? <laughs> I can't talk it up enough um, and, and at all. Because I talked it up to you, Jacqueline, Dr. Jacqueline. I talked it way up. And then when you got it, I think that's kind of what sold you to even get you to keep it, to be honest. It, so, well, it was. I, I wasn't using it I, like before you. You were the one that was a, the, the spark to that fire and uh, that mitochondria fire <laughs> that you were talking about. And now I'm hooked too. I've been, I, I'm running low on mine and I can't wait to get to the next one. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I have my husband on it as well. So it's definitely something that I'm recommending now to my clients now that I've tried it myself. I'm like you, I have to, most practitioners, they, they want to have a personal experience with it or, or maybe someone they know just because it's like, we, we want to know for sure what this thing does and, right. and to, so we can work out of integrity. And this thing is definitely amazing. So I, I thank you for, so much again for expanding on that. Well, All right, listeners. Well, I'm sorry. I said, I appreciate you having me. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you again, um, Dr. Watts, and thank you listeners for watching, and we will return next week. My Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide is now available on thewellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrinity.com and you'll receive your free Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.